Welcome to the Fresh Start Church Podcast, where we exist to influence a nation with revival. Here you'll find preached messages from our pastors. We pray that the spirit of revival is imparted to you as you listen. To watch live, check us out on YouTube or visit our website at freshstartaz.com. And to stay connected with us, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. I want you to open your Bibles this morning to Ephesians. Ephesians. Chapter 4, no, chapter 3, chapter 3, chapter 3, begin reading in verse 9. I want to, I want to just take a few moments this morning because tonight is going to be just incredible. But I want to take a few moments this morning and I just want to talk about unstoppable. I am so thankful and grateful to be a part of an unstoppable force called the church. I want you just to walk with me for a few minutes here. As I read out of the Passion Translation, The apostle says, my passion is to enlighten every person to this divine mystery. It was hidden for ages past until now, kept a secret in the very heart of God. The creator of all. The purpose of this was to unveil before every throne and rank of angelic orders in the heavenly realms, God's full and diverse wisdom revealed through the church. This perfectly wise plan was destined from eternal ages and fulfilled completely in our Lord Jesus Christ so that now we have boldly, we have boldness through him and free access as kings before the Father because of our complete confidence in Christ's faithfulness. Now that drop down to verse 20, more familiar to us. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and to accomplish all of this. To accomplish all this, he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. Your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imaginations. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. And this is the verse I really want to look at. Now we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church. in every generation through Jesus Christ and all that will yet be manifested through time and eternity. Amen. Lord, help us today, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name. And the church said, Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord today. Thank you so much. Unstoppable. 
I believe that in 2022, it is imperative that we understand that the church is absolutely and equivocally an unstoppable force. You see, after the dust clears of this year, because we don't know what we're going to see this year, you can count on this. The church will still be standing. When I consider the state of America, and you look at the conditions of the nations, I sense a prophetic edge on the words of a non-believer. His name is Gamaliel. He's a Jewish rabbi. He had witnessed the ministry of Jesus. He had saw that thousands were coming to him. He was well aware of the rumors of his resurrection. This Gamaliel set on a ruling council of Jewish leaders that asked this iconic question concerning the 12 apostles. What are we going to do with these men? They're wrecking havoc on religion. They're preaching this resurrected Jesus. And the sick are being healed. The bound are being delivered. Ah, they're turning our churches upside down. What are we going to do with these men? You see, religion doesn't know what to do with a revival remnant. It doesn't know how to handle them. It doesn't know because, you see, they're so powerful. You see, the disciples of their ministry were so powerful. This context that I'm talking about came after they healed the man at the gate beautiful. And then all the religious leaders decided, wait a minute, we need to find out what's going on here because many people are leaving the religious church and going to the revival church. I'm just saying, they were just saying, you know, by the thousands, all of a sudden, they're just flipping over to the other one. Why? Because they said there was a notable, undeniable miracle. There was a miracle that took place at the gate beautiful, and the crippled man got up, and he walked, and he went into the house, he went into the temple, he went into the religious place, and danced, and jumped, and leaped, and now we got a problem, because everybody goes, how you do that? We do that because there was a Jesus that you crucified on a cross, and three days later, he got up, and he's a resurrected saint. And now the council's got to get together and they've got to figure out what are we going to do with these men? 
I am believing that we're going to see such a visible manifestation of notable, undeniable, unusual miracles in 2022. We're going to see the manifestation of the authority of God. It's no longer going to be something like Pastor Kim was talking about, that we just sing about, that we know about, that we can speak about. It's going to be something that's actually going to be on display. You're going to see it with your very eyes. Fresh Star Church, you better get your eyes checked because you're getting ready to see some things that you're not going to be able to wrap your mind around. What do we do with this bunch of wild people? What do we do with them? We can't take their wealth. It's all stored up in heaven. Can't take the freedom because they're free in Jesus. Can't take the happiness because they got joy on the inside. Can't defeat them. They are more than conquerors. Can't silence them because the gospel cannot be changed. You can't even kill them. They have eternal life. What are we going to do with them? What are you going to do with them? Bunch of crazies out there. Finally, they, they sew up. And Camellia wasn't just a rabbi. He was like brilliant. He had, he had a lot of weight. He cared a lot of weight. They, they, they cared what he thought. So in Acts chapter 5, you know, they get together and what are we going to do with these guys? We confronted them about this issue and they just keep on preaching. What are we going to do? And, and, and Gamillion says, you know, guys, from my experience, I've seen people come along and start movements and they'll get three or 400 people around them and, and then the leader dies and before long it's all over. Just, just goes away. So he says, my counsel to you is just leave him alone. Listen to the wisdom of this rabbi. He says, just leave them alone. If their origin is from man and it's the idea and it's the plan and it's the idea of a man just leave it alone and it'll go away but if you leave it alone and it stays alive you have just saved yourself from fighting against God And I love the passion translation because it goes like this. So in this situation, he says, you should leave these men to themselves for if this plan or undertaking originates with men, it will fade away and come to nothing. 
But if this movement is of God, you won't be able to stop it. And you might even discover that you're fighting against God along the way. And so he said, Camellia's words convinced them, uh, convinced the council. So they brought him in, beat him up, and let him go. And this is this about the apostles. That the apostles left there rejoicing, thrilled that God had considered them worthy of suffering disgrace for his name. And I love this next phrase. Are you ready? Verse 42. And nothing stopped them. They kept preaching every day in the temple courts and went house to house preaching the gospel of Jesus, the God, Jesus, God's anointed one. And so, 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 so here, here's what I want you to see here. I want you to understand that, that Gamaliel gave them the best advice. He was right. He was right. And 2,000 years later, the ministry of Jesus is still manifesting through his church. So this goes along with with the prophecy that Jesus gave in in Matthew chapter 18 when he said, I will build my church. It's not a prediction. It's a prophecy. I will build my church. The ecclesia and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the ecclesia, this legislative assembly, these selective ones. He said the gates of hell will try. Their strategies will come, but they will not prevail. This, 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 this term ecclesia we're very familiar with here at Fresh Start Church. And, and, and some people struggle with it. But in that day, they knew exactly what Jesus was talking about. And it, I find it interesting that he calls the church the ecclesia because it has no religious attachments to it at all. It is not a religious word. It's not a religious. This is the first time anybody ever tied what we call the church today, he called, Jesus called it the ecclesia, the ecclesia. So, so it's a religious term. Not a, it's not a religious term on any, on any ground, but it is absolutely and unequivocally a political and a governmental term. So when Jesus said, I, said, said, the gates of hell will not prevail against the ecclesia or against my church, he, he wasn't trying to build another religious system. He was trying to build something that had authority and power and government on it. So Jesus prophesied that all the forces of hell, they would never win a victory over the ecclesia. Somebody say unstoppable. Because see, sometimes we think we lose. I want us to try to break off of our minds this idea that the church is just a place where religious people go. To put in their religious activity. 
when he called the church, Jesus prophesied and said, the one that's going to overcome is the ecclesia. When the church positions itself in alignment with the authority of heaven and the will and the purposes of God and begins to decree and begins to declare I don't, don't, don't check out on me. See, 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 we're checking out on me because you think I already know all this stuff. But see, here's the deal. I'm not just talking about knowing it and I'm not just talking about coming here and doing it. I'm talking about what you are a part of. You see, when I talk about the church, it's not a building. It's a people. It's a people. It's a born again, blood bought, spirit filled, brought out of darkness into light people. And so if I stand up here and say the church is unstoppable, you say, yeah, that's the church. We are the church. And if the church is unstoppable, we are unstoppable. So Camellia was correct. You see, why was he correct? Because the church is not of human origin. Now, a church can be of human origin, but the church of Jesus Christ is not of human origin. So it does not depend on elections. It does not depend on economies. The church is the work of God. The church is unstoppable. This is why we can stand and we can declare over the church of America. No matter what you look like today, you shall not die. But you shall live and declare the works of the Lord. I'm telling you, this church is unstoppable. It is unstoppable because our God is unstoppable. When you, when, when you look at the text that we began with, I wanted to start there because I want us to get an idea that as Paul is writing here, and he talks about now, we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church in every generation. Every church in every generation. Every church in every generation. Since the church was born... It came into existence in Acts 2. She has never stopped. Never stopped. Because she is unstoppable. You see, the church wasn't like an idea that came along later. It wasn't like 
something that just kind of evolved out of Pentecost. According to the scriptures that I read to you and, and, and many others throughout our Bible, that the church was locked up into the very heart of God. He carried it close. He kept it secret. One day I'm going to have me a people. I'm going to have me a people. And, 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 and he said, says that out of them is a praise. Out of them is a glorious praise. And it's all going to be loose toward me. Every church in every generation. See, there may have been times when they thought the church was dead. There may have been times when they thought the church was gone. But she has never left. She has never been gone. God's always had a remnant people somewhere, somehow, in some way. The ecclesia didn't just wake up in 2022. The ecclesia was way, 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 way back in the very heart of God. Because the church that he carried and the church that he said, I'm getting ready to be released. If this church is going to reveal the secrets of the authority of God to principalities and powers, they're going to know that there is a God who sits on a throne and that rules and that he reigns. How? Because my ecclesia is going to reveal my authority. Every generation, let me just say this. Every generation must encounter the reality of God. This encounter is through the church. From every church in every generation. And all that will be manifested, Paul says. So everything that has happened, he says, up till my time. And yet there is more to be manifested. I believe that we are in a season of of, of a magnitude of manifestation. Every church and every generation. You see, I believe for a church to be healthy, there needs to be a sense of spiritual history, but also divine destiny. There must be something to look back to that says God manifested there. But yet there is something that lies ahead. This is God has not done yet. Do you understand that our Pentecost can look even greater than Peter's Pentecost? That we have a divine destiny 
The church of Jesus Christ has a divine destiny. It's a plan. There's a purpose. It's been hitting, locked up in the very heart of God. But now Paul says, I can't wait. I have a passion. I got to let everybody know that God's got a plan for his church. 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 I know it may not look like it, but God has a plan for his church. Oh, hell has a plan, but his plan will not prevail. Yes. How come the church is unstoppable? We're the church. Why isn't the church unstoppable? Well, number one, you got to remember that it was birthed. Its origin came out of the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God. The Lord has been speaking to us, it seems like a lot lately, about sovereignty and strategy. And, and, and I, see, our Bible says in, in Acts 2, 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come. The key words there, fully come. In other words, time was waiting for it. There was 120 in the upper room and they were waiting for it. It had to come because Jesus said it's going to come. And so, so you have to understand the church is locked into DNA. This is important because we know sovereignty means God is strategic. God rules over human history. He has shaped the history of nations to achieve his own purpose. God's plans are never random. They are pre ordained in time. See, 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 we have to understand that we have to understand Kronos and Kairos. Kronos is measured by minutes. Kairos is measured by moments. Minutes pass, moments establish. You forget minutes, but you never forget a moment. Kairos is God's dimension. It's where he dwells. Galatians 4.4 4 says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son born of a woman under the law. Mark 1.15, and the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Romans 5.6, for when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. What does that mean? Right on time. Right on time, right on time. See, Kairos moments made sure, made sure that Jesus was born right on time. They made sure that he died right on time. They made sure he was resurrected right on time. The, uh, uh, Kairos moments made sure he ascended right on time. What? Kairos moment made sure that he poured out the Holy Spirit right on time. And you know what else it made sure? That the church was birthed in the earth right on time. 
see, what you have to understand is Kairos always impacts Kronos. Kronos just keeps on moving. But see, Kairos is on the outside in the dimension of God. And Kairos is a moment that presses itself out of eternity into time just so God can get what he wants done, done. See, Pentecost was a strategic moment. The reason I'm going to Pentecost is because Pentecost is what gave birth to the church. Kairos is what gives birth to maximum impact. The church has always been created for maximum impact. There again, when things are at their worst, the church should be at its best. Because she is the only thing that can't be stopped. So woven into the very DNA of the church is the sovereignty of God. He held her close until that time. And while Pentecost is approaching this chaos moment, which is going to be much greater than just 120 people getting baptized in the Holy Ghost. It's going to be 120 people transformed into the church. And we find then that the church was not only having within its very DNA the sovereignty of God, but also inside the church is the very DNA of supplication. What does is, what is, what is our Bible say? Lord, help me find it in the Bible. Oh, yeah, I remember. Look at this. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Paul says, pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessing of God upon his believers. This, 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 this is what I want us to see here. Because God is strategically moving and God is sovereignly moving and God knows time is getting close. It's getting close. They're only 10 days away. Probably seemed like eternity to them, but to God, he's counting down. He's counting down. Here we go. We're getting close. We're getting close. Heaven's about ready to get a little wider. The fire's about ready to get a little hotter. The wind's about ready to blow a little longer. He said, get ready to earth. Get ready. Something is coming for maximum impact. And then you find set on their knees for 10 days, hundred and. 20. And the Bible says that they continued in one accord in prayer and supplication, in prayer and supplication, in prayer and supplication. See, what I want us to understand today, the last thing we need in the church is somebody to come along and stir us up to pray. What we really need in the body of Christ is we need the spirit of supplication to saturate us until we cannot not pray. 
They could not stop because Jesus said, go there and wait. Go there and wait. Go there and wait. I'm sending some power from my heart. They didn't know what it was. We're, I'm going to send power. He's a comfort of the Holy Ghost. We got it all figured out. They didn't know anything. They just knew he said, something's coming. Something's coming. Something that has never touched the earth before is coming. And I come to prophesy once again. Something is coming. Something is coming. Something that has never touched this people planet before is getting ready to settle down. God needs his church to supplicate. You see, the reason this is important is because supplication opens the door to Kairos. When God gets ready to invade time, he stirs the remnant to pray, to make room, to open up time. Supplication. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on talking about it because you guys get that all the time. I just, I just, I just want us to try to see why the church is unstoppable because the church has this access through supplication to bring the purposes of God into the earth. You see, when supplication collides with sovereignty, supernatural happens. Sovereignty doesn't just mean God doesn't listen to our prayers and does what he wants. Sovereignty means God is looking for someone that's close enough to him to hear his heart and to say it back to him so he can loose what needs to be loose to make it a reality. But supplication has this mark on it just from the definition of the word of intensity. Intensity. Y'all remember blind Barnabas? Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on me. Man, if I prayed that prayer a thousand times, I've prayed it 10,000 times. Lord, have mercy on me. And they said, Bartimaeus, be quiet. We're trying to show Jesus how wonderful our city is. We want to welcome Jesus to our city today. We have a key for you, Jesus. I thought I already got him. I'll say that again because some of y'all missed that. We got a key for you, Jesus. He said, I already got it. I'll try one more time. They said, Jesus, we got a key for you. He said, oh, I already got it. (laughs) 
He's crying out, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on me. Be quiet, Bartimaeus. Be quiet. Jesus is right here. Here he comes. Here he comes. And the Bible says that he cried out all the more. All the more. He shifted. He shifted. He went from just having a need, and he went to something of a desire. See, needs desire. You can pray for a need, but when you desire something, you supplicate for it. He cried out all the more. We need the church to shift into that place where we're crying out all the more. Yes. Jesus didn't stop because he had a need. Needs were everywhere. He stopped because there was a heart cry. There was somebody that says, I can't let this pass by because I'm not going to live like this another day. So when supplication collides with sovereignty, supernatural happens. This, this, this is important because the reason the church is unstoppable is in her DNA is sovereignty. She was always supposed to be here. And once God got her here, she was never supposed to leave until he came to get her. This supplication came out of a desire that God had already placed within this remnant church. So they could not help but cry out. We don't know what you're sending. We don't know what he looks like. We don't know what it's going to be like. We don't even know what we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to respond and, and all of that. So we just cry out. We supplicate. For power from on high. See, deep in the DNA of the church is the supernatural. As long as the Holy Spirit is in his church, in the earth, there is access to the supernatural. I don't know what brilliant person came up with the idea that when we got out of the book of Acts, it all changed. I don't know who came up with the idea that we finally got mature enough when we got the complete word of God and, 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 and now we don't need signs, wonders, and miracles anymore. We don't, need the, we don't need the access of God. We don't need the access to the supernatural. I don't know who brilliant person came up with that idea, but I have come to let you know something. You can't take it away from the church. It's in her DNA. I said it's in her DNA. The ecclesia. It's in her DNA. To live without supernatural is like dying. Yes? Oh. Somebody shout supernatural. We know the, 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 the upper room was the catalyst for the supernatural. 
up in that upper room when the Holy Ghost came, wind came, fire came, sound came. It was power, presence, and prophetic utterances. Filled the room. Acts 2, 33, it says, and he poured out, watch me, he poured out this which you now see and hear. Our pourings reveal that the supernatural is present in the natural. I am believing that tonight we're going to see and we're going to hear. I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm not going to try to define it. I'm just saying I believe it. And we all know this because we appreciate here multitudes of times. There's way too much, way too many in the Pentecostal charismatic ranks that have given up on the supernatural. I've said it once. I'll say it again. They're probably one of the most dangerous places to be on a Sunday morning is in a Pentecostal church in name only that tells everybody this is all there is. I'm telling you, church, there is more than we have seen. There is more than we have heard. There is more that's coming. I just, I just want you to know that we are in a position for a supernatural, a supernatural manifestation of God and this culture that we have tried so hard to appease and this culture that we have tried so hard to receive their acceptance and to be and take us and put us back in the center of culture. They have pushed us to the side. They have mocked us. They have laughed at us. They say, we're no longer essential, but I have come to let you know something. When God shows up, everything changes. When the power of the supernatural realm begins to open up, and angels, and power, and glory, and healing, and deliverance, it moves the church back to the edge. That's where we are always supposed to be, on the edge. Yes? yes. Just give me a few more minutes. Why do you believe in the supernatural so much, Pastor? You know, the supernatural was just like... Just a huge part of the ministry of Jesus. I, I, I mean, it was normal for Jesus to flow in the supernatural. Whether he was giving words of knowledge. Healing the sick, casting out devils. When Jesus faced this broken down, dark, oppressed world, he did it with healing and deliverance. Isn't it something how people say, I want to be like Jesus, but they forget all that stuff? I just want to be like Jesus. Like Jesus was just a really nice guy to help people everywhere he went. 
I just want to be more like Jesus. Well, get out there and cast out some devils. Go ahead and get a street corner and preach the kingdom of God. Go ahead and lay your hands on the sick and watch them recover. You see, the thing is, is we're not focusing just on trying to be Pentecostal or charismatic. We're focusing on the supernatural ministry of Jesus. And I want to be like Jesus. I want to love like Jesus. I want to care like Jesus. I want to feed people like Jesus. I want to do a lot of things that Jesus did. And you know that thing a few years ago, what would Jesus do? Well, what would Jesus do? Well, what would Jesus do? Well, I'll tell you what he did. Any demon, any person he found full of a demon, he's going to cast it out. Any person that's got sick in their body, he's going to heal their body. Anybody? I ain't heard the gospel well let me tell you about the kingdom of God the kingdom of God the kingdom of God I will preach it he would preach it he would declare he would lose miracles it's time for the church to be like Jesus another reason I'm passionate about the supernatural if you study church history and you will find in almost every revival or awakening movement that was sustained for a number of years had the power of God manifesting in it you see it takes the power of God to create and to sustain a movement. You can only go so long until God shows up and there is, a, there is visible manifestations. And let me tell you something. I really believe that 2022 could be a year for this. But you have to understand Sometimes you have to go through seasons where every bit of your faith is challenged because nothing you're believing for in the supernatural is happening. And I just come to tell you, if you're in that season, let your faith grow, dig your feet in the ground, let your resolve rise and you make up your mind. I'm not stopping until I see what I believe. Because everybody will have a chance to quit. Everybody will have a chance to walk away. We can soften up our belief, change our theology. But I have come to tell you, there is a remnant in the earth that still believes in the supernatural power of God. Get up on your feet and shout yes. Hallelujah. Shout yes. Ah, tonight I believe. <laughs> I made it my mind a long time ago. I mean, way before revival. 
more passionate about it now because I sense we're close. Made up my mind that I would rather die in faith than live in fear. This church is unstoppable. I don't mean fresh start, I mean the church. The ecclesia, actually. And not every church is ecclesia. They can be, but many have chosen to walk away or ignore it. They've chosen to come into alignment and surrender with the spirit of the age. Instead of taking their stand in governmental authority to release the rule of Jesus upon the earth. We do it in the spirit now, but one day it's going to be real. It's going to be literal. This King Jesus, this man that sits on the throne will come back one day. He's going to grab his church and He's going to come back and he's going to rule and reign. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Yes, even you, sir. Even you, ma'am. We will all bow before him. Thank you for listening in to the Fresh Start Church podcast, where we exist to influence a nation with revival. You can order Pastor Kim's book, Doorkeepers of Revival, at doorkeepersofrevival.com. And you can listen to Fresh Start Revival Worship on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you stream your music. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.